In three, two, one, action. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the weekday. It's episode 40 something. That really stopped <laughs> stopped your mojo there, didn't it? Yeah, I was singing the weekday song. You, you want to try again? Three, two, one. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the weekday. Ooh, that's too much. It's too down. It's right. too down. Yeah, find it in the middle. Take yeah, three. Middle ground. Middle ground. Take three. Well, let's go with take three. Three, two, two one. one. No, you got to. Boom. Hey everybody, welcome to the weekday. It's episode 40 something. How do you think? Yeah, that's a good energy. Cool. Hey, welcome. Um, Welcome to the weekday. This is the number one podcast in the world for behind the scenes church content that we sort of prepare for. I'm Andy. Lightly. Uh, uh, Lightly Lightly prepare prepare for. I'm I'm Andy, and that guy is Mike. Hi. And that guy over there is Justin. Hey. And that guy over there behind the camera is our my oldest, Austin Tomlin. Say hi, Austin. Austin has just started in our Oaks program, which if you don't know anything about the Oaks program, the other Austin Slade, who's over there, the other Austin. So we've got two Austins in here. Oh my gosh. As if it's not complicated enough. Both of them are pretty similar. Well, not similar in age. One of them has actually graduated college. Uh, Yeah, that's that Austin over there. Um, Yeah. And they, yeah, it's weird. It's kind of gets, there's a lot of- I know both of them. A lot of Austin. I feel really good about that. There's a hard Austin energy in here. Uh, uh, Hard. Hard, hard Austin energy. Um, but yeah, anyway, my Austin is going through the Oaks program, which the other Austin already graduated from. And it's a delicious, delightful leadership development program here at Bay Hope Church. And I'm a super delicious, excited. delicious, delightful development program. You see? I, wow. Yep. The triple D of development programs, <laughs> <laughs> church leadership programs. Yeah. Uh, and that's what we do here. Uh, we develop leaders and then send them off to the wolves. <laughs> right? I kind of Austin yeah. scale of one to ten. My, uh, other Austin, uh, Spencer's Austin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's how much we have of to call the, it. Yeah, uh, of, Spencer's of, Austin. Of yeah, of uh, figuring it out. out fame. Yeah, Spencer's Austin. Scale of one to ten. Ten being like you were a ninja. Number one being like you were sinking in the water. How well did Oaks prepare you for the real world? Be take, your, take your time. Dead air Be is honest, really good yeah, on an really, audio yeah. podcast. <laughs> feels good. Silence feels good. I would say nine. 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 Wow. I was expecting wow. like you High to marks. troll it a little bit. High That's marks. amazing. Yeah. Melissa Miner is not here who developed the Oaks program here at uh, at Bay Hope Church, but she would be very happy. Actually, she might be a little disappointed that you didn't say 10. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Uh, she's she's that type of person. <laughs> 10. You can't change it. You to, well, she'd be disappointed you didn't say 11 at yeah. that point. So just so you know. Yeah. Uh, no. So my Austin is here um, and he's getting we're getting to work with. Um, are you working with creative? Who do you videography? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Basically, great. whatever we tell yes, him to do. All of it. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's become our summer intern and hopefully longer. But I'm excited to have him here. I think it's real cool to be able to work alongside somebody that um, you also cook dinner for. Um, so that's fun. Yeah. You've never cooked dinner for me. Um, that is not true. Actually, that's not true. That is You're patently right. untrue. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Do you want to okay. get into Chili's again? Because I heard a lot of blowback on YouTube from that. And you should have. <laughs> that was the weakest hot take I've ever heard in my life. No, it was, Every a, it was agreeing I've with me. No. Oh, it was no, agreeing. Oh, no, it was agreeing uh, with me. Absolutely and not. And it was also no, agreeing with the fact have, that Ruby no, Tuesday. Oh my gosh! No, <laughs> Ruby Tuesday you shut are ridiculous. down. This is dumb. We should not get into this right now. Every person that I have talked to, I did this on purpose. Every person I've talked <laughs> I did this to on has said that it was the worst take that has ever come it's from the weekday. It's my hot take. No, I, it's the. It doesn't matter if you're going to rank takes on 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 the weekday. That is the worst take that has come out of your mouth so far. So. No, I think more worse has come out of my mouth. 
worst hot takes have come out no, of my mouth. That's Ooh. the worst take that that we that has been said here on the weekday. We forgot to introduce uh, our intrepid producer, <laughs> Justin Deal. That's so not we true. Forget, we introduced we him. To introduce ourselves. <laughs> we didn't uh, even say. I said, who. I said I'm Andy and your mic. Oh, you did. Yeah, oh. we can roll back the tape if we want. Okay. Um, we do have a topic that we did want to talk about today, and it was a it was a very intense topic, and it's something that came up for the last couple of days. But before we get there, thank you so much for watching, and we got to just kind of get this. Get our ads out of the way here. Uh, these um, are ads. This is our ad. Yeah. Hashtag ad. Um, if you are watching <laughs> this on uh, YouTube or on Facebook or on Bay Hope TV, thank you so much. Make sure to hit the thumbs up button right below uh, and make sure also to share this with one friend today. That's it. Just one friend. Just one. Because you can be the change. Uh, <laughs> make one be one. And you know what? Only you. Camera here. Only you can prevent forest fires. That's yes. right. Only you. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, make, and my camera here. Yeah. And only you can change the world. Oh, okay. Wow. I mean, I like mine better, but that's fine. That's yours fine. is yours is derivative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bear said yours. <laughs> I heard that guy. A once. talking shirtless bear. It's 2021. You hey, think that would fly right now? He had that hat on. Though. <laughs> he had that sweet hat. He on. did have pants on. He was he was like the reverse Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, the reverse yeah. Donald Duck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the reverse Donald Duck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Cool. So, and the other place is that you can uh, engage with this podcast as well. Anywhere you find podcasts, but particularly uh, Apple Podcasts and uh, Spotify are our favorites, but you can also find it everywhere you listen to your pods. So thank you. Uh, please continue to download, like, do all the things that you do with podcasts because it really does help what we're trying to do. And not only us, but figuring it out as well. That other podcast that happens tomorrow. Um, with that, we would like to kick it to our topic for today. Um, and so I am actually going to set it to okay. Mike okay. and Mike will maybe set, set it back it again, to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to set it again. one of us will split because yeah. you get three hits, Justin right? Will. Justin will. Yeah, yeah. you get three yeah. per yeah. side. Three, three per Justin's volley. normally like the hitman on our... Justin, uh, yeah. The, wait, the what? The, the hitman. Hitman. Yeah, you're the hitman. The ball spike, guy. Spike guy? Spike ball? Yeah. Oh, oh okay. yeah. S Spikes. Justin, you ever played spike ball? You've never played spike ball? Nah. I don't have the cardio for it. Oh, I love spike ball. I love me a good game of just running yeah. with people because yeah. that's all it is. Right. Um, okay. So today's topic is actually uh, a little bit heavier than we've been going the last couple of weeks. Um, and it's only heavy because it does deal a little bit more intensely with church culture. And right. one of the reasons that the weekday was founded, obviously was to kind of um, have fun and make jokes about uh, church culture and kind of well, how we grew up and all these other things. But the other side of it is, is it that we do work for churches and we've been in the church I don't want to say system because that sounds weird. Just vocational ministry for yeah, a while. For I've been doing it for 12, 13 years now. Mm -hmm. You've been doing it for 10 years, maybe a church. Yeah. And then we've been around I mean, heavily, church. Yeah, heavily involved for a long time. Yeah, we've yeah. been around the church. Justin has only been in vocational ministry for three or four months now, but he's been involved in a church for <laughs> I mean, you've been you've been in churches for what? Since you could walk, yeah. basically? Yeah, oh yeah. 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 So mm -hmm. this is a topic that kind of uh strikes close to our heart and I'm teasing it out a little bit. So Mike Mage, yeah. set. Ooh, yeah, that was a good set. Yeah. Um, okay, so there's this podcast that I found out about and I sent to you and a couple other people here on staff. Um, and Oh, Serena Williams just withdrew from Wimbledon. I saw. Yeah, yeah that's weird. So, okay, back to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> mean to steal your thunder there, pal. Come on, Serena, it's a classic Serena move. I know, always mm. jumping in on the weekday. Always stealing my thunder. Yep. So, yeah, so there's this podcast called The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill Church. And if you don't know what this is, or if you don't know what Mars Hill Church is, or even what this is referring to, 
it, it, so there was this church in the Pacific Northwest called Mars Hill and came to prominence about 15 years ago. And then a little bit more than that. It was about 20 years ago. Okay, about 20. Yeah. But like really like the huge, the 2000s. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I had a, had a church base of our membership of like 15,000 people, yep. multiple campuses, multiple pastors, 15 different campuses, a, a which really, is insane. a really heavy influence on not just church culture, but like church planting mm-hmm. as it like headed up a church planting uh, organization, or at least heavily partnered with X 29, right? No, they, they founded X 29. Okay, yeah. so they founded X 29 and, and really what this, so there's two kind of like parallel rails that this podcast is running down. It runs down. One of them is about the pastor of the church whose name was Mark Driscoll. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to put a pin in that for a second. Another, another thing that this is about is sort of about mega churches in today's culture and society. And really, you know, like not even necessarily today, but it's like a history of mega churches. What has, what brought about a church like Mars Hill, um, and then eventually, obviously what killed it, you know, because it's the rise and fall of Mars Hill church, because it was, it was this super influential church, this pastor, Mark Driscoll. And, and I'm going to, I want to get, I want to touch on that topic too. And I don't want to just, I don't want this to be like a hit piece on Mark Driscoll. Sure. Um, but like, it I, would increase our ratings. I, I knew who he was and I was not a fan. I'll just say that, uh, right now. And we can come back to that. Um, but so it, it's fascinating to, and like, uh, he was influential and very, um, you know, venerated in a lot of circles, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, as a pastor of like a 15,000 member church, um, got a lot of speaking engagements, book deals, uh, podcasts, you know, people were listening to his sermons by the millions every week. Yep. And uh, so he had like a voice in our culture. And then it came out that there was some sort of, there was sort of impropriety. Um, he was, he was going onto message boards and basically just being a jerk. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he was, and, and this is what I meant. They haven't gotten to this point yet, but I remember he, he already like the language he used was inflammatory. Mm-hmm. He was borderline offensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, I didn't agree with a lot of his theology. I would, um, I would say he was outright offensive, not even borderline yeah, offensive. Sure. Okay. That's fine. It's yeah. outright offensive. Yeah. And, um, but I mean, a lot of people didn't think that a lot of people right. like thought that's exactly what this culture needs. Right. You know, I need a kick right in the face. Yeah. And uh, call out sin from the platform, all that kind of stuff. Right. And um, yeah, so, but basically what happened is something came out about how he was like logging into message boards under a fake, fake name <laughs> and just like arguing with people and yep. like slandering and using horrible language and all that kind of stuff. So that sort of rose to the surface. And then, and then, so on the outside, it was like, oh, Mark Driscoll, he's leaving Mars Hill Church because of sort of this incident or whatever. At least from my experience when this happened seven years ago or whatever. Um, I was like, that's what happened. Obviously, he'd made an amp up, up until that point. Um, and so that's, but but now this is really diving into the culture mm-hmm. of not just that church, but really like mega churches in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fascinating because I th- the, one of the, the reasons I want to talk about this topic is the mega church complex is not new to us. And like Bay hope for all intents and purposes, like we are a mega church, yeah, you know, yes. um, by definition, I think it's like over 2000 members. Correct. And I mean, we see more, we see plenty more than that on the weekends, mm-hmm. um, especially with our online attendance and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, what is it about this mega church complex that we as a culture, um, 
are like keep signing up for, I guess, mm. because, you know, I, I will say as someone who works behind the scenes, obviously of this church, this is one of the healthiest environments that I've been in. Mm. Um, a lot of the, the things that they talk about with unhealthy church cultures in this podcast and in many podcasts, I was like, we don't deal with that. We don't deal with a, a pastor who is arrogant, egomaniacal and doesn't listen to his people. Yep. Like pastor Matthew is in our Monday production meetings, you know, mm-hmm. like he, he, he almost, he has to go to the extent of like really over communicate how open he is to having conversations with people. And now, well, you know, he's busy and has a lot of stuff to do because he's running an organization with other people, you know, but he's the head of an organization of a very large organization with, you know, hundred plus staff members and thousands of members, and all that kind of stuff. Yes. He's busy. You're not going to see him all the time. However, He's walking around the hallways, getting to know people. Like he knows me and my family, your family very well. Our family, you know, like when mom passed away, like he showed up like that day, an hour after our mom passed away uh, to the hospice place. You know, like he, he's very involved in what's going on. And so, you know, like a lot of these issues that, that come up, you know, when we're talking about this, like, I'm so grateful that I don't see a lot of that. I still see some of it, but I don't see a lot of like, especially the unhealthy leadership part. I don't see that here. Um, However, there's like this Mark Driscoll, you know, like one of the first things I heard about him was he was at this men conf, this male conference, man conference, man, man, manly men, whatever. Yeah. Bacon. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And he was saying, was talking, you know, I can't even remember. I I should have looked this up because this is how little we prepare for this. Um, I should have looked up, you know, when and where this was, but like you can Google this. Like this is very much something you can Google, but he was, somebody was heckling him from the audience about something he was saying. So he invited the guy up on stage oh, yes. the, and he punched him in the face. Yes, yes. And he said, that's what a man should do. Yes. And then they kicked the guy out of the conference. So that was the first thing I knew about who Mark Driscoll was like, yep. you know what? I don't think that that's right. I, <laughs> yep. You know, I don't care. Yes. Maybe, maybe you shouldn't like be disrupting the conference. All kinds of stuff, but like, I don't think as a pastor, you should probably invite this guy up for you to punch him in the face. Why not? Um, Counterpoint. Why yeah. not? <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know, like I think that we keep submitting ourselves as a culture to this of of these people who are charismatic. Yes, mm-hmm. like he is charismatic and can put on a, a message, an hour long message, and like you could be captivated by it, agree or not. Like there's some there, this performance art of speaking to a large group of people and swaying the emotions of a group and all that kind of stuff. But like in the back of your mind, you know. Gosh, I don't think that that's right. But mm. you sort of like eschew it to let you push it to the side because you're like, you know what? But this is, you know, but but we're reaching people for Jesus. Why? Yep. So this this is the biggest reason. And I, I keep I'm circling this here a little bit. But why do we keep signing up for that? Why do we continue to follow leaders who are narcissistic, who we care so much more about their charisma more than their character? We care mm. so much more about their ability to inspire rather than their integrity. Why do we as a culture, as especially as a church group, why do we, why do we do that? And then when, um, you know, and then when the fall like inevitably comes because it does, it comes all the time. It always happens. You know, there's, there's some um, extramarital affairs or Mm -hmm. there's stealing money or there's, you know, lying or whatever. Like if like, it always happens, they, they fly too close to the sun and whatever. And yet, and then, and then we kick him out of the church, you know, then there's, <laughs> and then there's no mercy, you know? So like, I just, I don't understand why we keep signing up for that as a culture. Like it feels weird, right? It's a hundred percent weird. Yeah. And then I think that, uh, I, as you brought this topic up 
yesterday when we started kind of talking about it, um, I started trying to think of biblical examples and just to, just to kind of tie it because I don't think it's not a new problem. I mean, right. it's not, it's not just American it, culture. Man, this is, it is not a new problem. You, that is for sure. Look at, uh, uh, I, I couldn't really think of anything biblical. I'm sure there is. Sorry. And Lynn, I'm happy. sorry, Siri. Thanks. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. it. Um, Lynn, I know Lynn watches this show. So Lynn, uh, chime in in the comments, please. And let us know, let oh, me yeah. know what I'm missing here. Um, Biblically, I mean, you could, you know, you look at King Saul and kind of, you know, the thing that... How about every king that led Israel? Yeah, but we don't know their their speaking almost, tactics. Almost every king. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely narcissism and all sorts of stuff. But, okay, so let's take that out and let's go to kind of an extra biblical source and look at Julius Caesar. Julius Caesar was hailed as warrior, prince, all this other stuff, but was an amazing speaker. He was very yeah. charismatic mm-hmm. in his leadership and yet ended up getting stabbed. Yeah. You know, like, that's a thing. Um, and, but... Th- but so this is nothing new to our culture, I think, is the first point. The second point would I, I would say is that we as a as a church society, we feel like we have to if we're not feeling something, then we're not doing something right. Yeah. So if we're not feeling anger, then we're not we're not affecting things. If we're right. not if we're not um mm. feeling tied together yeah. by some sort of common goal, yeah, then we're not we're not really do you know we're not affecting life change or we're not doing you know we're not being the church and all this other stuff when meanwhile the holy spirit's the one that does all that first sure. of all second and second of all we tend to be idolatrous in everything yeah quickly right and so again nothing against mark driscoll he was a jerk yeah. to his people and he deserved to be well, booted out of his church well and it's so funny like in the very beginning and i won't say the word that they used but like say it <laughs> we can put the explicit <laughs> but, tag on but in like <laughs> in like the beginning title of montage and they i mean they bleep it out or whatever it's not yeah. like because it's, it's it's a podcast put on my christianity today um but they basically just says like plenty of pastors get fired mark driscoll got fired for being a jerk right and like it's just it's fascinating yeah. to me you know that he is he is he was exactly who we thought he was yep. and yet 15,000 people plus the Southern Baptist Conference, yep. the, you know, oh, the, the, list, the list goes on and on and that on that they did. I know. Oh my jeez. Um, but like the, the list goes on and on and on of people who like pushed his character flaws to the side, whether they knew that they knew that that was true mm-hmm. and continued to put him in places of influence and leadership because of his ability, uh, because of the results of his church mm-hmm. of members, church membership, mm-hmm. um, and because of his ability to speak, it's Correct. just, it's fascinating to me. Correct. And there, the, one of the things that happens, and I think somebody references in that, but I was, I was out running this morning. I was listening to the rest of what I didn't get to. And I remember thinking as somebody was, somebody was saying like, oh, you know, there were, there were people getting life changes and addictions yeah. being healed mm-hmm. and marriages being healed. And like, oh, that's great. Two things always come up to me. Number one, we as a society and we as a culture are so results driven and numbers driven that we are willing to just look past whatever we need to look past to continue to keep people like this in positions of power because we can just sort of say, oh, it's okay. Like he's doing good. Yeah. But the second thing is- Imagine if he wasn't here, how bad it would be. Well, but the, the flip side of that is the second thing that I always say is, Imagine if he was a good leader. Imagine yeah. how many people he would be affecting. Sure. Yeah. Imagine if there wasn't all of the negativity. So the right. 50% of people that he was angering, maybe 25% of those would actually get their lives turned around yeah. as well. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I go with that. Justin, uh, we haven't involved you in this conversation at all, and we apologize for that. Uh, and we'll get back to us in a second. But what does it feel like, first of all, to be on staff at a quote-unquote megachurch? 
I mean, honestly, because like, and hold on, I, I need to back up. That sounds very haughty, and I don't mean it to sound like, "Hey guys, look no. at what we're doing here." No, but 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 okay. So in in the in the broadest senses, we're not a we're not a smaller church. We're not a midsize church. We're technically yeah. a mega church. So, mm-hmm. what does it feel like to be on staff in one of those? I mean, it feels it feels amazing because I think I've I'm not sure if I mentioned it on the show before, but this is actually the same church that I originally got saved in. Oh, um, I didn't know that. So, um, it's. Like, especially like with that in mind, like it's, it's amazing. Um, cause I've been coming here since 2008 Okay, and it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was the very first time that I came that I got saved here. Um, wow. dude, but it's, um, it's, it's amazing. And I'm like, so, cause I was really just like listening a lot to like what you were saying, because I'm not super familiar with the whole, um, like this whole like topic. Sure. Um, but I think it like. And I, I think this is also like kind of what you were saying to Mike, where um, because like when we put like that much, um, like when we start following um, the people in a church rather than um, you know obviously like God, um, that's when um, like we can really get like caught up in um, just like them and like as like a character and stuff and like almost to a point. Um, like if you're not careful, almost like kind of starting to, to worship, um, them and like the people in the church and stuff. Um, so that's like, and then, so when something like that happens and like reality sets in that, oh, like they're, they're humans too. They, they make mistakes too. Um, (laughs) and like, especially, you know, like, you know, if it's like a mega church like this, it's, it can be like on a, on a pretty, pretty big scale. Right. Um, it's surprising kind of like when that reality sets in yeah um so it's kind of that reality check of just making sure um like who it is that you're really following like um still like i'm sure there is because i i actually haven't listened to any of his messages or anything like i'm sure i mean it sounds like there is there is great messages and stuff in there no was there not no No. i actually so i actually don't know he's who he is. He's one of so, those guys. So like the very first time I heard about Driscoll yeah. was in a book by Donald Miller called Blue Like Jazz. Right. And I read that book oh. back in like 2005, 2006, yeah. right yeah. when it first came out. And I had no clue about Driscoll. Uh, and Donald Miller calls him what the cussing pastor. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, and really? Yeah, he would, he would insert like certain phrases and curse words <laughs> to really get a rock. He was like yeah. the Howard Stern <laughs> pastor, kind of yeah. like a shock jock yeah. almost. Yeah, very okay. similar. Well, yeah, it was, yeah, it was... You're trying to be inflammatory to I'm mean, honestly like it's very similar to what you see. So was he going for like a shock factor? Yes. Like, what? He, oh, that's yes, but he he's until, also he's also very arrogant and mm-hmm. he just wanted to just anger people, I think. Well, it, he was and, very and, confrontational. Well, and, and I think that until he found out what could or or would work, he was just he was sort of circling. Yeah. This like, yeah. what do I, I mean, he's got, he has a style for short, you know, that's like loud and is, um, you know, abrasive or whatever, but then, but that's not the problem of what he was mm. talking about. The problem is like when he found an audience, when he found a niche, which was like this masculine, like we're a bunch of like men are, are basically babies now. Mm. And you know, like you need to. I don't know. I don't want to get into it too much. Yeah, yeah no, it's, no. It, that like sounds I said, like I don't you're slamming this, them. Yeah, and I don't, I obviously I have my problems. Let me full disclosure. <laughs> but like this to me, go it's, on. To me, this this whole podcast though is less about Mark Driscoll and it's more about 
the culture and society that allowed this thing to, or like we as the church, we allowed this to happen. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, because like it's, it's again, I I feel like it just keeps going back to fault, like who it is that you're following. Like, are you following the person? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and 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 it's so interesting too that you, you look at church culture now and and even back all throughout history, but how many large church leaders have fallen in the last five years? Yeah. I mean, and I don't, I'm not going to be Bill Hybels and Carl Lentz and like people right. that, that, Robbie that, Zacharias. Robbie Zach- oh gosh. Yeah. Yes. Things that are coming out about are these. criminal about yeah. what, about things that they have gotten involved in. Yes. Yeah. And, and we, it may, first of all, it makes Christianity look bad. It makes the faith look awful. It makes it look like we can't, A, we can't figure out what we want and B, we don't know how to control ourselves. And see, we've tried to control ourselves too much, and then it just like yeah. bursts. It's a whack-a-mole thing that it just bursts out on the other side. Um, but again, and and Justin, I think you hit the nail on the head. It goes back to what do you follow? Mm. And when you when you create a cult of personality, right. a church that is built around a cult of personality, yeah. It, even though good things are happening and people are saying seeing Jesus and all that other stuff. As eventually, the Holy Spirit it's going can to still work sure. in a the, lot of, and the yeah. Holy Spirit does. Right. Mm. But eventually, things are going to implode, yeah. and yeah. then you get kind of what we have today. And I don't. We can transition the, the conversation if you want, but I don't. I don't know what the future of the church looks like. Well, I think I, I heard a pastor talking about this. Um, that thunder. I think so. Yeah. yeah cool. I think so. It's thundering outside. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's picking up in the mics. No, but. that's that's uh, in reference to something I'm going to talk about later. Ooh. But um, go bolts. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I heard a pastor talk about you know when we say when we look around, and I'm not. This is not like to slam the thing that you just said. Sure. But he said when we look around around us and say, "Hey, you know, the church is declining. Like, what are we going to do?" I didn't say the church was declining. No, no, I know, but like, where are we going as a church? Like, what's what's happening? Let's fight about it. You know. <laughs> I know that's why I said, I didn't mean to, I'm not saying this to slam you, but I think it's a super important point to say that like, that's a pretty egocentric way to look Mm. or ethnocentric way to look at the church because in China, in Korea, in Africa, in parts of the Middle East, like the church is actually exploding. Exploding. And like, like there are, there's healing still happening in South America. Like um, there's this healing being done, you know, like there's miracles that are happening. Mm. um, People literally being brought back to life. And, you know, it's, we look at, white suburbia and say like, Oh, the church is declining, you know, because at the end of the day, like we are the richest nation of all time in history. Sure. And I think Jesus meant what he said when he said, like, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to get to heaven yep. um, or to find the kingdom of God or whatever. So um, regard that to, that's to that point, I think. Um, but like, sorry, going back real quick to um, what we were talking about with um the, the, you know, the pastors and all that kind of stuff, you know, the, there was in this newer episode, um, which you haven't listened to yet, but they bring on a woman who I think she said she's a psychologist or a sociologist or something. And she basically says, I'm a words person and I love words. She's a writer, I guess, too, but I have no words to describe the type of abuse that happens when a man or not a man, but someone in power <clears throat> uses abuse mm. uh, in basically what basically in God's name mm. to make it seem like God is with the abuser and uses that like as a source of power mm. against she's like I have no words for that yep. um, and I think that there's there's some 
because we're so numbers and results driven, there is this level of responsibility that I think is like so difficult for us to grasp that when it comes to like, when we, when someone is responsible for thousands of people and leading thousands of people, like every single thing you do should be scrutinized <laughs> because yes. this is what can happen. You know, like if you just let it sort of go amok and like they brought in a, then that first episode, they brought in a consultant who's like a very well-known consultant who does a really great job in repairing and renewing relationships with people. And after eight months, he basically said, it's not worth it. Yeah. You like, guys are too screwed up. I can't do anything. Yeah. Which is just like, <laughs> that's insane. You get to that point. It's just like, wow. Yep. You know? Yep. Well, um, and, and I, and I, I, I continually think, uh, and not, not to the, the church culture point, but I, yeah. I, I look at Mars Hill and I look at, I was a worship leader at the time. Yeah. And Mars Hill music in particular, I was listening to a lot of Mars Hill music because yeah. they weren't, Oh, yeah, they I, weren't going down the Bethel track right. for me, and it was kind of it was different, and it was well. And they were bands, you know, like they, they were yes, they they had bands coming in and leading worship, yes. so um, which is different than like worship team, but like there was some sort of artistic. Yeah, they were there almost own, like a punk rock kind yep. of thing, you know, like a rock yep. feel to them. Well, like this, one of them a had collective. tubas. One of them had yeah, tubas, yeah, right. you know, like uh, and the, three of those bands that came out of the Mars Hill worship are still around mm -hmm. and are still going and yeah. still kind of playing and touring. But I, so I got to watch that, and I was I was a worship pastor leading uh, kind of two small groups at the time too, and I distinctly remember going through. I think Driscoll had an Acts series, and I was preaching on Acts, and so I was I listened to one message just as like a kind of reference thing, and I I almost felt dirty mm. after it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I felt I felt it felt like I had um, watched like a rated R movie that I shouldn't have been watching, yeah. but I was kind of like. And I stopped, and I, I distinctly remember, like I was in my office in New Jersey, and I I hit pause on my my laptop, and I like sat back, and I and I just went like, I shouldn't be feeling like this from a church, mm. like I like I like these bands, and that's fine, and that's yeah. how I became connected with the whole thing, but I shouldn't be feeling like this listening yeah. to a pastor, like mm. what, what is that, and why is this so popular? Sure. And that was twenty eleven, yeah, maybe twenty ten, right. And I never really, never really engaged with it up until I saw this guy fall. And yeah. I went, oh, here we go. The thing I did want to point out about all this too, that that also bugged me, that I think we as the church need to be aware of is that he, Driscoll, did a an interview after everything blew up mm -hmm. um, and after he quote unquote resigned. And he said that he had an experience with his wife where right. she was in a room praying and he was in a room praying and that God supernaturally told them that they were quote unquote released, released yeah. from ministry and at that church at that church. And like that, that bugged me too, because, and the, and the guy that came on shortly thereafter, who was, I guess a friend who was on the chairman or, or yeah. the, on the board, the elder board said, it's not fair for him to pull the God told me card. Yeah. And I almost wonder how much of our church culture right now is based on the God told me card. Sure. And that scares me. Yeah. Because the world has become, at least our world, again, white suburbia, uh, our, our Western way of thinking has become so inundated with how many thousands of different messages each and every day. Yeah. And more and more people f do less and less in terms of inner, inner healing, inner silence, inner solitude, and really inner listening to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So how do we know right. that that person in front of us is not pulling the wool over our eyes? Yeah. 
you know? I'm, it's very hard. Incredibly hard. Yeah. And that scares me. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, there's... Who is I listening to? I don't think... Have I said... I, talk, I don't think I talked about something on the show, but... I was listening to a podcast that's about just like pop culture and mostly about TV and movies. Okay. And they were talking about um, this new show called Hacks on HBO. And they were talking about Jean Smart, who is the female lead mm -hmm. on that show. And she is 69 or 70 years old. And it felt like, it feels like she's been around for a very long time, Jean Smart. She's been in a lot of different things. And, but it seems as recently, you know, she's been in a couple of these HBO series and has been like, blowing really good yeah blowing like the the acting her roles and her characters all this stuff out of the water yep. like well into her 60s almost like she is finding this new gear and you know people are, are really it's funny to see that like people are shocked by this and even so these two guys who i'm pretty sure are not christians they started talking about how we as a culture and society celebrate youth so much hmm that we don't understand that for generations, people have not actually like found some sort of success, quote unquote, until well into their 40s or 50s in most things. Hmm. And so I just like part of our social media age that we live in and kind of thing, it's like this, this rush to get a spotlight, this rush to get however many thousands of followers, this rush to get, you know, some sort of notoriety as early as possible rather than like, maybe we hit the brakes and maybe like, we don't need to rush into our ability. Like just because we can connect with millions of people doesn't mean either a we're ready or B we should, or yeah. you should at this exact moment, yeah. you know? And I think that, you know, it just, it gets, it gets sort of like really weird. And they, they talked about in one episode about like, and they kind of like said it in a really weird way about how it was wrong using like to plan a church. They're using basically marketing studies, marketing surveys. So like mm. demographics and mm. uh, population studies, you know, where people are living and all that kind of stuff. And, but they were kind of talking like, can you believe that this church would do that kind of thing to like grow their church? And it's like, well, I can. Yeah. And like, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Can it be bad? Sure. If you go in and say like, this is a message that we're going to preach uh, because we're in this area. Because we know that we're going to get oh, big. Oh, well, and we're going to put know? these colors on the walls, and we're yeah. going to serve this coffee. Because and because we know we, I don't, like, there's a way for you to come at that that feels greasy and yep. gross. Yep. But there's also a way, just like using social media, you being the online pastor, understand this fully, that like, yes, there's a way for us to leverage our opportunity and our platforms for influence and impact. However, if your integrity does not come with it or mm. come before it mm. is not strong enough to withstand it, then, you know, like there can be giant problems. And so many times in my life, I think about, you know, whether with Bellarive or with music in general, you know, like I, I got very upset when we were in Bellarive that God was not, you know, pushing us further or whatever, you know, it didn't feel like we were being successful enough. But at the end of the day, success is not measured by the amount of people that we are impacting. Success is measured by how obedient and faithful we are to what God has called us to do. Amen. And we're just, we've completely, we, we, not we, if we completely lose sight of that yep. a lot of the time. Yep. A hundred percent. Cool. Uh, Justin, any follow up? I just looked at the, the stopwatch thing. I went, oh, we probably should start, start wrapping up. <laughs> yeah. Start turning the ship here. Yeah. Uh, anything else we can interest you on this topic, Justin, any follow up here? I mean, I think, uh, I think that kind of sums it up really good. I like how, um, 
Because you're saying that, like, you know, just because you can do something right, like you think you can do something, doesn't mean that you necessarily should. Yeah. Um, at this exact moment. Yeah. Um, because I don't think, obviously, I don't think that should be used as an excuse to like, right. you know, not go out and you know preach to the nations or anything like that. But you have to make sure that you're, um, that you're ready for it. Yeah. Um, because you know, once you, if you get to that point, and um, you know, you're preaching to a bunch of people and everything and everybody like so you get a big group of people start listening to you and stuff if you're not ready you can let that go to your head Mm -hmm. and um that's what unfortunately um kind of what we're talking about today like that happens to some people um a lot of people yeah yeah (laughs) i mean you really have to make sure that that um you're ready for that sort of thing um so definitely it's just a lot of you know just listening to god is what it all comes back to So, Justin, when you become rich and famous off of this podcast, <laughs> are you ready for the 1.8 million followers on Instagram Oof. that you're going to get? Oof. Considering you I don't can even... monetize. When was the last time I posted on Instagram? Months ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that algorithm's going to squish you. If I had squish you. that many followers on Instagram, I wouldn't, I wouldn't realize it until probably months later. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's why we love you. Awesome. Uh, cool. Well... Thanks for the discussion. I appreciate that. Yeah. I don't know what we solved uh, other than I think it's a good topic to bring to light and I would love to hear. Well, go I, ahead. As I say, I have one thing for, I think that there's a lot of people, I mean, I was, as we were talking about it, I was thinking about all of the times there has been many, um, mm. a couple of big ones too. I'm not, and I don't want to go into it, but like a couple of big ones where either a pastor or a leader of a ministry, mm. a pastor of the church has done something where it seems completely inexplicable and oblivious, blatantly wrong. Um, so much so that where some of them have like gotten removed from the church, their credentials, whatever, you know, like that has happened to you and to me. Um, Hold on. We haven't been removed. We've been in situations sorry, where it's happened yes. to uh-huh. around yes, us. Sorry. Yes. Okay. <laughs> we have been in those positions. Whoa. Yes. We have been in this where the pastor or the leader, whoever has gotten removed from those yes. positions. Yes. And you know, I know that there's plenty of you out there that this has also happened to. And um, being a Christian um, hmm. is like gives us the best opportunity to say sorry. Hmm. And so I can't speak for the church, but if you have been hurt by them, like I'm very sorry that you have had to go through that. Um, that's not what the church is there for to. And if anything, the church is uh, blessed to be to, to give blessings. That's what the church is there for. It's not to, it's not blessed to consolidate power to make decisions, you know, mm, or to consume. Um, yeah. And you know, I just, I am so sorry that you have had to go through that, whatever it is. Um, and we just need to say sorry more. Yeah. That was really touching, Mike. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> cool. Um, well, I'm going to say sorry because I want to have, I'm going to move into segments okay. here. Uh, <laughs> Get that hard yeah. clutch. <laughs> I just, there's no, there's yeah. no easy way to come out of that. I mean, you know, the, the, the long and the short of church culture is that it's always going to be messy. Yeah. It's always going to be flawed. Yes. It's yes. always going to be top heavy. It's yeah. always going to be this, that, and the other because we're human. Right. Because God gave us control, right. gave literally gave us the keys to the yes. kingdom. And we most of the time can't even find the door, yeah. let alone like <laughs> figure out how to open the door. I'm serious. Uh, that happened since Adam and Eve. Like yeah. he kicked uh-huh. us out of the garden. And ever since then, we've been trying to find, find our way back yeah. in and not actually looking at the source right. of how we can get in there. Right. Uh, but the cool thing is, is that there is redemption and forgiveness and healing. And there is 
uh, there's a Holy Spirit that says yes. like, hey, it's okay. There's always a path it's to okay. restoration. Yeah. It might look very different. And there's also real world consequences that happen because of Correct. our actions. Correct. But there is always a path to restoration. Correct. Um, yeah. Awesome. All right. Now I'll make the gear yeah, shift okay, there. Cool. That's yeah. good. Right. Um, so I want to move into segments. First and foremost, uh, we, are, we have our gigantic hot take section. Do you have a hot take? No, because you said you had one. I so, do have yeah, one. Um, like... Now, before we go any further, Ooh, I, I want to know I do who... Have one. Sorry. Do you want to go? Because no, I was going to no, offend some I people. I want you to go. Okay. All right. So, Justin. Yes. What's your favorite sport? To watch or play? Both. Watch football, play soccer. Okay. Mike, favorite sport? Oh, hockey. Hockey. Easy. Watch and play? Yeah. Okay. For me, it's a tie between hockey and soccer. So, here we go. Hocker. Hocker. Saki. Mm, Saki's with the Japanese drink. <laughs> My camera, please, Justin. Thank you so much, sir. My hot take for the day is this. Out of the four major sports, five, because soccer is actually like on the list now. Okay. It, it is. Like it's becoming sure, more and whatever, more popular. Whatever. But out of the four technically main major sports, so you have basketball, you have baseball, you have American football, and you have ice hockey yeah. in the United States. Yeah. Of those four, the worst by far, oh, this not is, even close. We're going to agree with this is baseball. Oh, we're not going to agree with this. Keep going. <laughs> baseball is the worst out of all of them. And let me tell you why. Okay. Because the only reason you go to a baseball game is yeah. what? It's a four-hour conversation the and there's sometimes a game That's, or catch a, catch a ball. Yeah. yeah. The, the only reason you go to a baseball game is that it's a four-hour conversation with your friends and then occasionally... <laughs> Baseball happens, <laughs> right? Yes. Occasionally, stuff happens. I will. I will. I will concede that I've never been excited at a baseball game. I I have been to you many know? baseball games. I I can recall one time I've been excited, no. and that's and that was that was when they were going to the playoffs. Yeah, and that was it. Uh, other than that, baseball is the worst sport. And and here's here's my example: COVID removed crowds from all of those sports. Yeah. What was the only sport that truly suffered? Without a crowd there. <laughs> baseball. Yeah, I mean... Baseball did. Baseball became interminable. <laughs> it really did. It was like so bad to watch on TV. I mean, I... I don't really have a... What were you going to say? Basketball's the worst? Yes. Okay. I See, I, mm. I used to think that. And then... See, I honestly, I would much rather go to a baseball game than I would go to a basketball game. Because... because and here's the reason why. Okay. Basketball should be more exciting. You're mm. talking the NBA. Yes. Okay. Like basketball should be more exciting. It is, it's constant action. Yeah. You know, like it is, there's a, there's a clock, mm -hmm. you know, that like is supposed to create There's even tension. a thing called a shot clock. Yeah. There's two clocks, darn it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's supposed to create tension and everything. But I took you for your bachelor party to a Atlanta Hawks game. And I have never been more bored at a sporting event than I did at a professional. I mean, these men get paid millions that of was dollars. Yeah, that was pretty boring. To like play a game. To be fair, it was the Atlanta Hawks of 2014. They were really bad. It doesn't matter. And who were they playing? The Magic? No, no. they were playing the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, the Suns. Okay. Yeah. Two decently bad teams. But like, a okay, so like go to any hockey game. Oh, I I'm with you no, on no, that. I know, I know. But like, Basketball has more in common with hockey than it does with football. Yes? Yeah. 
five people on the court. Yeah. Constant subs it's, in, it's subs out. It's pretty much constant action. Yep. You know, like there's penalties, whatever. Sure, Obviously sure, there's sure. penalties in football, but sure. like. No, I'm with you. It should be more exciting. Baseball, I have zero expectation of it being exciting. You know, like I, I know that it's going to be a slow endeavor. And like, that's, it's almost like golf. You know, like I don't expect golf to like get my adrenaline going, you no. know, but, I like, I would rather watch golf than baseball. In and, a and I would too. Um, because like, I know, I know what I'm getting myself into. Sure. Basketball cannot be like golf. It can't be. And basketball should not be like baseball. Basketball should be more like football and hockey. What do you think about watching basketball on TV though? Same thing. I cannot stand it. Like mm. unless, and I, I really like, I like watching college basketball. No, I don't even like watching college oh, basketball. I do. No, because it's a bunch of hack. Like it's a, no, it's, it's too much passing around and doing the swings at the baseline mm. and nobody's shooting. And if you do shoot, nobody's actually a very good shooter. So it just banks off the back. Like I just, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a student of basketball strategy. Um, nor do I care that much. I could diagram you the triangle offense right now if you want. No, it's pretty simple. If if the final four is on, I'll watch that. Um, and if like the finals are in and LeBron's in, I'll watch it. Um, you know, like the the Heat last year, like I was watching them. Sure. Like that's pretty cool. But sure. for the most part, I that's fine. Yeah. My opinion is baseball is the worst out of all of them. Okay. Sorry to the weekday army. Um, it's turn the podcast off if you want. Well, I really right, don't so care. I have another hot take real quick. Okay, let's do um, it. And this will be quick. This will be quick. This will be quick. All right. Hey, so Britney Spears conservatorship. Oh, yeah. That's been in the news lately. Yeah. Massively underrated. Britney Spears is. Yeah. And wait, wait, um, wait. What part of Britney Spears? Like artistry or the story? I think Britney Spears is is number four all time in best female recording artists in albums sold of all time. Yes. Did you know that? Yes, I did. Like only only because I read it like two days yeah, ago. <laughs> only the only people above her are people who were, were like Madonna, Whitney Houston. Um, uh, I don't know if Whitney Houston's in there, but like Madonna. Uh, yeah, look it up. But Madonna, who who had her the primary of her career was in like eighties when all people did was buy albums. Right. Britney Spears has had the last half of her career be in a time when a she's oh uh, Adele's up there too, which yeah. is free, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, keep going, keep going, keep going. Uh, so Aretha. Okay, Madonna, number Madonna. one. Mariah. Okay, okay. Mariah. Yeah, Janet Jan Jackson, Jackson. Whitney Houston. What? This is not... Oh, this is a different This is a different list. Oh, I don't want to look at that. <clears throat> okay. Okay, whatever. So, <clears throat> but she she's in top five of best-selling female artists of all time uh, based on albums. And, like, it's crazy. It's in, like, the, it, the crazy millions. And, like, it's just nuts. I, I didn't know that. She's way underrated in that aspect. Um, hmm. This isn't right either. This is this is a different this thing. So yeah, that's fine. Okay, that's it. That's that's my hot take. Okay, I mean I agree with you. Yeah, I don't like I don't like her music, but she's just like way more underrated than I thought it was. I was like, oh, it's Britney Spears. Like, who cares anymore? And then I saw the numbers. Like, oh my gosh. Sorry, you hashtag free Britney. Absolutely. Yeah, me too. Get her out of there. Yeah, me too. Yeah, she needs it. Is it has it been decided? I don't know. No, it hasn't yet. Okay, cool. Um, we need to move into our podcast pop quiz and. Uh, if you just if you've never joined the weekday before, uh, thanks for joining us. And also, the podcast pop quiz is based on a premise that there's a podcast about everything, and we will be able to find it. Uh, I think that's the premise that we've continually that added on. That is a premise. It I don't is know technically if it's the a premise. premise. Yes. yes. So, Austin Tomlin, since you are new to this, whoa! whoa. <laughs> <laughs> give quiz. us just a the random. Yeah, just give us a random first topic that popped into your head. 
And we're going to find a podcast about it. Sports. No, no it has to be no, a little more difficult. What is what's difficult? what's something that you think that there isn't a podcast about? Vending machines. Vending, vending machines. machines. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> good. Right. Yes, I love it. I'm, I'm, Man, I'm that's here a for fi- it. That's a fire take. <laughs> that is I'm here whoa, for it. That is spicy. All right. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna put sixty seconds over there. Yes. And we're gonna start the clock in three, two. One. <gasps> and go. Let's go. Vending, Vending machines. machines. Vending machines. Finding the podcast. I feel like the, the clock needs to start. Oh my gosh, this is the first one. Are you serious? Millionaire Mindsets, episode number 71. Oh my gosh! Making money in the vending machine <laughs> the business with Marcus Graham. On today's Holy episode, cow. special guest Marcus Graham. I mean, that was less than five that seconds. That was, wow. Why was gentlemen. that one so easy? What? You want to, okay, <laughs> hold on. We'll, we'll, we'll do a take two then. Oh. We'll do... Ooh. Um, I don't know. Uh, well, like vintage vending machines. So like, you know, the old Coke machines. Yeah, okay, okay. Actually, there's a funny story. Did you know there was a Coke machine? I think it was in, um, uh, it was stolen in like Portland because Portland is weird. Okay. And then it was gone for like two or three years. And yeah. then all of a sudden it, it just showed back showed up. Yeah, back I remember up. hearing about that. Hey, okay. Real quick. Rather than doing that, look at all of the, look at actually all, all of the, the vending podcasts, machine podcasts about vending machines. <laughs> like this is nuts. What we, we need to sign off. We need to end this podcast eventually, yeah. but like there's even one called vending times. The amount like it's an actual of <laughs> podcasts about vending machines is Underrated. Holy cow. <laughs> there's a look, this is a whole podcast. We channel gotta go. We gotta get off. This, this is it. We gotta, this right. is done. No, there's only six. All right. Hey, thanks for joining us on the weekdays episode 40 something. We love you. We'll see you again. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Bay Hope TV. Be sure to like and share these videos with your friends as it really does help this channel out. And be sure to subscribe for more Bay Hope TV content. As always, thanks for watching.